Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. Today's episode is going to be about mega backdoor Roth conversions. We'll describe what it is, we'll describe where it comes into play, and really we'll talk about when does it make sense and when does it make sense when you look at your overall financial strategy. This episode is based upon a listener question, and the listener's name is Eric. Eric says this, he says, Hi James, thank you for your excellent podcast. I have successfully been taking advantage of the after-tax contribution slash conversion strategy, in parentheses, mega backdoor Roth, in my 401k for three years and have always done this later in the year. Assuming my plan permits it and I do not exceed the IRS total aggregate contribution limits, do you see any reason why I shouldn't execute this strategy early in 2023 if the market is still at lower valuations? Thank you very much. All right, Eric. Well, thank you very much for that question. Excited to go through it today. Just a quick reminder, if you've not already done so already, please be sure to leave a review for the Ready for Retirement podcast. You can do so on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Allows more people to find the show. The more people that find the show, the more people that can prepare for a secure retirement. So share it with your friends, your family. Leave a review, please. Helps the show to keep growing. And also be sure to check us out on YouTube under Root Financial Partners. So back to Eric's question, what do we do with mega backdoor Roth conversions? Eric, I know one of your questions was the timing of this, so I'm going to answer that real quick at the beginning, but then I want to flesh out when might this strategy make more sense for other people. So Eric, what you're saying is you typically do this at the end of the year. Should you instead do this at the beginning of 2023 if the market is still at lower valuations because then future growth happens in a tax-free account? The simple answer is if your cash flow permits it, then yes. The sooner you can get funds into any account— the more likely you are to capture the growth that the market provides on an ongoing basis. There's no guarantee that the market goes up over the course of 2023, but if you just look at probabilities, the sooner you get invested, the more likely you are to earn a superior return over time. Now, obviously, with a backdoor Roth contribution, it takes a good amount of cash flow. So for some people, it takes doing this throughout the year to really get funds in If you have a large bonus or if you have large cash flow and can do this sooner rather than later, then all else being equal, yes, take advantage when a market is down for the growth potential going forward. It's no guarantee that if the market is still low early next year, it will get higher by the end of 2023. But in any year, regardless of the market's low or high, in any year, there's a positive expected return moving forward. So how do we capture that? How do we seek to take advantage of that? while we get dollars invested as soon as possible. So that's the simple and the short answer to part of Eric's question. But now I want to look at it more high level, because this could apply to Eric, this could apply to you, this could apply to a large number of people, but want to make sure we're looking at this within the proper perspective. So to start, let's understand the benefits of a mega backdoor Roth conversion. The benefits are this. Once you've maxed out your pre-tax 401k contributions, or even before you've maxed these out if you want, but certain plans will also allow for what are called after-tax contributions. With an after-tax contribution, you can still add more money to your 401k than the standard limit. 
So there's the employee limit that for 2022, if you're under 50, you can put in 20,500. If you're 50 or older, you can put in 27,000. Those numbers are going up for 2023. Now, once you've maxed that out, some plans still allow you to do even more through what's called an after-tax contribution. When you put money into an after-tax 401k, you don't get any tax deductions for the money you put in, but as that money grows, it grows tax-deferred. The backdoor conversion aspect of that is you contribute to the after-tax 401k, and then immediately you're converting those contributions to a Roth 401k. Here's why you do that. Let's assume you don't do the conversion aspect of this. You just do the after-tax contributions. Well, let's assume you invest $30,000 per year into an after-tax 401k, and those dollars will grow by 8% per year for 10 years. After 10 years of doing this, you will have about $435,000 in that account, and then let's assume that you retire. Well, when you retire, when you leave the company, $300,000 of that balance could roll over into a Roth IRA. You've already paid taxes on those contributions, so those dollars can roll over to a Roth because they're already been taxed, so it can roll to an account that grows tax-free. Well, the remaining 135000 because remember we have $435,000 in this account at this point, the remaining 135000 that would have to roll over into a traditional IRA because that $135,000 is growth, and the growth happens tax-deferred, but not tax-free. So when you leave your plan, you could roll into an IRA, which again is an account that's tax deferred. So it grows tax free or it's not being taxed as it grows. But when you pull funds out of it, then you're paying taxes. So that's what happens if you just implement a standard after tax contribution to your 401k. All growth is pre-tax unless you convert it right away. And this is where the mega backdoor Roth conversion comes into play. If, as you're contributing that $30,000, assume you immediately convert it to a Roth IRA. Now, when you do this, you're not paying any taxes because, once again, that $30,000 contribution that we talked about, it was made after taxes. So taxes have already been paid on that money. So if you immediately convert it to a Roth IRA, you're not paying taxes because it's already after tax. Here's the benefit, though. Now, as the growth happens... If we go back to that 8% per year growth for 10 years, now all that growth is also tax-free. So in that instance, the entirety of the $435,000 in that account would be completely tax-free as opposed to only the dollars that you put in. So that's the benefit of a mega backdoor Roth conversion strategy. It's called mega because anyone can do this with an IRA or Roth IRA. When I say anyone, I mean anyone's eligible, but there's some absolute pitfalls you need to be aware of before you do so. So it's not advisable for everyone, but it is open to everyone. But in the standard sense, you're limited to 6000 or 7000 per year because those are the IRA contribution limits. This is called mega backdoor because the after-tax 401k limit is much higher than your limit on IRA contributions. So you can do a lot more into a mega backdoor Roth through a 401k than you could through your own IRA or Roth IRA. So that's how it works. That's the benefit of it. Now, one of the points that Eric made, he said something about if it's still available. Why did he say this? Well, last year, new legislation made it seem like this would no longer be an option. So Build Back Better proposal that never actually made it through the Senate at the end of 2021, one of the provisions of that legislation was that after-tax IRA balances could not be converted to Roth balances. What that effectively did was eliminate the ability for people to do backdoor Roth IRAs or mega backdoor Roth IRAs 
but Build Back Better did not make it through in the end of 2021 under those provisions. A version of it was passed in 2022, but the section that would have eliminated the conversion of after-tax contributions, it was removed from the final legislation, which means you can still actually do this. Now, this might be something that continues to be on the chopping block as Congress decides to pass or not pass different things, but as of now, this is still something that you can absolutely do. So what are the reasons to do it versus what are the reasons not to do it? Well, here's when you would do it. Do it if you're going to invest those dollars anyways, and you don't need them prior to age 59 and a half. Why do I say that? Well, if you're going to invest those dollars anyways, the question becomes, where can I invest those dollars in the most tax efficient way? Now, by the time that you're doing this, most likely you've already maxed out your pre-tax 401k contributions. At least most people have either their pre-tax or their Roth. By the time they're doing the after-tax contributions, it usually means they have pretty good cash flow. They're already maxing out the elective deferral amount, which for this year, again, is a $20,500 if you're under 50 or $27,000 if you're 50 or older. By the time that you're doing after-tax, it's likely you've already taken advantage of that. So you've probably maxed out your greatest retirement plan option already. So for most people, the option is do I either take this cash and invest it in a brokerage account or... Do I invest in my after-tax 401k and then implement the mega backdoor Roth conversion strategy? If those are your two options and you're going to invest these dollars anyways, you probably want to do it through your 401k because yes, you're not getting a tax deduction for the dollars that you put in, but you wouldn't get a tax deduction anyways. You've already maxed out your 401k limits. This is the after-tax portion. So that's already off the table for most people who are considering this. So if we can get all growth to be tax-free, That's what we're now looking for. And if you invest these funds in a brokerage account, so you're not doing it through your 401k, but you get your paycheck, you pay taxes, money shows up in your checking account, and then you go deposit in a brokerage account and invest it from there, you're going to pay taxes on the gains, on capital gains, on interest, on dividends. Versus if you do your mega backdoor Roth, you have your paycheck, you defer money to the after-tax 401k. You still don't get a tax deduction there, but what you do get is completely tax-free growth from there on out if you successfully execute the backdoor Roth conversion strategy. So if you're going to be doing that anyways, then yes, absolutely keep doing this. Let's invest for maximum tax benefit because if you're doing the backdoor Roth IRA conversion or if you're doing the mega backdoor Roth conversion, chances are good you're in a higher income bracket. Chances are good you probably have more substantial savings in your 401k, in brokerage accounts, in other assets. So the need for something that's growing as tax efficiently as possible is likely greater because you might already be in a fairly high tax bracket. So if you're going to invest anyways, that's the great time to do the mega backdoor Roth IRA. You can build up a lot of funds in a tax-free manner for the future. Again, it won't help you at all today. It won't save you in taxes at all today, but where it will help is in growing tax-free income for the future. When wouldn't you do it? Well, this is where it comes back to your financial plan. Like I said, most people, when I work with people that have these options, they typically are high earners. They're typically people who've already saved and invested quite a bit. And so as we're looking at it, it's easy to say, yeah, go fund your mega backdoor Roth IRA. But the real question is, do you need to? I've done episodes before of when should you stop saving for retirement? At what point do you have enough to be completely fine, even if you don't put another dollar away towards retirement? If that's you then that's really consider should you do the mega backdoor Roth IRA. 
Yes, on paper, it looks good. Yes, this will grow your after-tax or tax-free account balance. But what's the trade-off? If we've already hit our retirement goals, what is the cost of putting more money there? What could you instead done? Not for a greater return on investment standpoint, but a better return on life. A lot of people, I see them saving and saving and saving, and it's wonderful. But if we don't take a big step back and say, what are you doing this for? What are the trade-offs you're making by not spending that money today? What else could you be doing with these dollars? Then we don't really have a really well-rounded strategy. So does it make financial sense to do this? Yes. But here's the pushback I give a lot of people. Do you need to do this? Are there other things you could use those dollars for? Is there a family trip you could take? Is there family support? Is there giving? Are there things that would improve your quality of life? Because at some point in your financial plan, things should be viewed less through the lens of what's going to maximize return on investment and more through the lens of what's going to maximize return on life. That's because at some point we have to realize this isn't going to go with us. We can keep saving and saving and saving. And if you run projections and look at what this means, it means great. You have a very comfortable retirement and you have more money than you know what to do with by the time it's all said and done. If that's your goal, then great. Keep doing that. If that's not your goal, if your goal is to rather say, how can I do as much as I can while I'm here? How can I enjoy as much as I can? How can I make experiences, make memories? Well, that's where this might not be the best thing to do. After tax 401k, like I said, it usually means you've already maxed out your regular 401k contribution limits. For most people who are doing this, they've already done a great job of saving and investing. Now, if you still need to save more and invest more to get to where you want to go, this can be a wonderful tool to help you get there. It's for those people who have enough, who've done enough, who are already there. What's the trade-off of doing more of this? What is the thing that you want your life to look like? What could you be doing with that money today to improve your standard of living versus what could you be doing in the future to improve your standard of living? If your standard of living in the future is already really high based upon what you've already done, do we take a step back and start to focus more on today? Obviously, you can only answer this question for yourself, but I know a lot of the people I work with who have options to do this type of a contribution, many of them take it, and many clients it's an effective tool for them, but a lot of them, we say we could do this, or we could live a little more today and do more today, or focus on a different goal today, and for them, that's a far superior option. So I hope this context is helpful. There are absolutely financial benefits to after-tax 401k contributions that you then use to implement the mega backdoor Roth conversion strategy. But before you do that, before you continue doing that, just make sure you're looking at the big picture. Where is every dollar that you earn best utilized? For many of us, it's a balance between the future and today. But how do you understand where that balance is? How much should be going towards future goals? How much should be going towards things that you want to do today? That is what a well-rounded financial strategy should look like. So I hope that was helpful. Eric, thank you very much for submitting that question. Thank you to all of you who are listening. If you think this episode was helpful or beneficial, I'd appreciate you sharing it with people who you think could also benefit from it. Let's make sure that as many people as possible are doing the right thing with their financial planning. And with that said, I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time.